0: If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain relieving back brace from doctor-approved medical at little to no cost. Many people are now using our brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and feel relief that they haven't had in years. Don't let your back pain get worse. Call 800-507-1148. Call now and get free shipping plus a free easy-to-use pedometer. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. Little to no cost with full insurance payment, copay, and deductible supply. promo subject to qualification while supplies.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast. It's time for Ring Talk live worldwide. Hey, yo. For over 30 years, and still, and still, your inside look into boxing and mixed martial arts. You know what?
2: As long as she fights in 135 pounds, I don't care if she's injecting a horse demon into her eyeballs. Heard
1: live around the world and brought to you by the world boxing organization and now and now live from the ring talk studios in san francisco here's the host of the longest running fight show in history pedro
3: fernandez ladies and gentlemen emanating from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios in san francisco california Welcome to Ring Talk live worldwide. 35 plus years now, you're inside looking the world of boxing and MMA. Straight up, my name is Pedro Fernandez, the often imitated but never duplicated undisputed heavyweight champion of the Radio Airways hooks. So, as I said, defending that belt 35 years. Straight up, there's open phone lines around the planet. You can join us as we talk boxing and MMA for two hours. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Some of the subjects and guests we'll have on the show, we'll bring in the retired HBO godfather. Larry Merchant will be in the house. Johnny Sig, Las Vegas is very He'll be here as well. And then we'll hear from Muhammad Ali. A little motivational speech from the greatest of all time. And, 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 wait, I'm not done. The most treacherous of all time. Mike Tyson will be in the house as well. So lots of stuff to talk about. Wait, I'm not done. I haven't covered the world of MMA. I'm talking Amanda Nunes, of course. The new queen of the ring, no doubt about it, after whipping Chris Cyborg Santos in the manner in which she did 51 seconds. Talk about domestic violence. If they were gay, that's what Amanda... Well, Amanda is gay, but if they were locked in a relationship, I mean Amanda and Chris Cyborg Santos, she'd have been arrested that night for domestic violence. Straight up, what hell of a 51 seconds of just raw mayhem. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide on the mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Radio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, of course. The American Forces Network. Hey, I want to mention this. We are debuting today on Sirius XM Satellite 211, the Dan Patrick channel. So I want to thank Dan Patrick for that. You are tuned to the mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
4: Okay, so your heart broke you sit around moping. You say, you even thinking about time? Well, before you do anything rash,
0: dig
1: this. Everybody plays a fool
5: sometimes. There's no exception to the rule.
0: Maybe factual, maybe crew. I lying. Everybody plays a fool. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen.
3: Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent, sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, wboboxing.com this is wboboxing.com the world boxing organization he has done it. we have a new heavyweight champion in the
6: world hey travelers do you want to save money on your next flight then pick up the phone and call that's right call because the best prices are not online they're with smart fares see smart fares has special deals with the airlines when they have unsold seats they use smart fares to fill them Also, save up to 50% off business and first class
7: tickets. 855 325 1780. 855 325 1780. That's 855 325 1780.
2: Hey, it's Ron Barr. The New Year is here, so what's your New Year's resolution? If you're planning to be healthier, it all starts with a good night's rest. Right now, My Pillows Christmas special has been extended. When you go to MyPillow.com, you'll find the lowest price MyPillow has ever offered for their four-pack. It includes free shipping. That's right, you heard me right, free shipping. You also will get their 60-day money-back guarantee that's been extended through March 1st. First, best price ever, free shipping, extended money-back guarantee, and a good night's sleep. What else do you need? So go to MyPillow.com, click on the Christmas special, and use promo code BAR. That's B-A-R-R. You'll get two premium My Pillows and two Go Anywhere Pillows. Again, go to mypillow.com, click on the Christmas special and enter my promo code BAR. I have a My Pillow and I love it. No neck or back ache, just a nice, fitful sleep. So check it out, mypillow.com, promo code BAR.
0: I love
8: iHeartRadio.
9: iHeartRadio. <laughs> love it. Every- Seriously. Everywhere, man. 20 million songs from 450,000 artists. iHeartRadio.
4: Green, Radio. Chicago, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota. Wins- I I create My own Radio Stations. I heart, I heart radio.
9: Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Woo, well, it's going to be good.
3: 12 minutes past let hour, let's take you through Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course, we're bringing Johnny Signorella. What's up, Big John? What's up, Pedro? Happy New Year, my brother. Let's talk. What's on the schedule?
1: Uh, we got a little bit coming up starting next week. We got Jose got the Guy versus Caleb Plant on Fox Sports Sunday night after the NFL. I'm looking forward to this fight, Pete. Scott the Guy, best known for beating up Andre Durrell once in a uh, disqualification, and I believe the other one was a stoppage. But this guy who's got the gay he's got some power, 23 KOs and his 30 fights going against Caleb Plant at 17-0 with 10 KOs. And then we got the big one coming up, bro, January 19th, Manny Pacquiao versus Adrian Bronner. Looking forward to that one big time, Pete.
3: I think there's one fight you might have uh, overlooked in between. There's a fight on the zone. I'm talking about Demetrius Andrade, the unbeaten WBO middleweight title holder. Take it on double-A, Arthur Akhavov. Akhavov can fight, can he?
1: he? Uh, not so much. I did a little research on the guy. I'm not really up for this one right now. i okay. tell you what, though. Jorge Linares is on the undercard against Pablo Cesar Cano. That could be an interesting fight. Chris no. Algieri also is in his second comeback fight on the undercard as well.
3: Johnny Signorella, before we let you go and go back to, uh, to uh, other things we got going on, tell me this. When Mike Tyson was fighting, you were a little bit younger. Did, was that absolutely like the most captivating television as far as sports was concerned? Bro, the world
1: stopped. Everybody paid attention when Mike got in the ring, and the more he fought, the more we all started paying attention to him. The buzz was created. People just wanted to know how fast it was going to get
3: done, not who's going to win, how quick is it going to end. Good point. Johnny Sig will be back later in the show, folks. You know, the 19th, he alluded to that. Of course, I'm talking about the Manny Pacquiao-Adrian Broner fight. It'll be on pay-per-view. I figure on Showtime pay-per-view, it'll be in fact the first time I think Manny's fought off of uh, Showtime or ESPN. I take it back, HBO or ESPN+. Plus. So straight up, I guess it's a new foray for him in the world of television. But Manny Pacquiao, Adrian Broner, January 19th. Let's roll the trailer. You know, certain fights motivate you differently.
8: My birthday, December 17th. How old are you gonna be? Four zero. 0
4: <laughs> Who wouldn't want to have a win like Manny Pacquiao on their record? You know, he wants to show the people that he still got that spark in his tank, and I definitely want to show everybody that I'm still the AV, that everybody wants fear.
8: I saw his couple bites and he's he's good. He's fast.
4: You know, everybody got critics, but Manny Pacquiao, lost about eight times and he's still behind him like he got. When I defeat Manny Pacquiao January 19th, I will be back and a bag of
8: chips. (laughs) The pressure is in me because uh, fighting with the young opponent. I'm fighting for me, but
4: it's more for my children.
8: I just want to prove it to the people that Manny Pacquiao is still there, still alive, very dangerous, 100% condition.
4: With this win, you know I, I can change my life forever.
8: I'm putting it all in the line. All my countrymen is united. Every punch I throw, I'm punching with the hood behind me. And I'm excited for January 19th.
4: You know I ain't playing. I ain't coming and lay down. I ain't coming and lose. None of that. If he think this gonna be his breakout celebration he got it up <laughs>
8: that's uh, adrian brunner if he don't talk a lot then that's not him <laughs>
3: Well, I guess the big uh, factor here is age. Manny Pacquiao is 40 years of age, of course, having fought since 107 pounds, a pro now since 1995. That's a long time, folks. That's like 22 years. Straight up, will he have anything left in the tank to take on the Adrian Brown, of course, thrice beaten they call him the problem out of cincinnati ohio and the he was a problem in the ring originally but then he became a problem outside the ring regarding the police and law enforcement in fact i think he was just picked up a fortnight ago on some type of bail warrant or something like that but he's out on bail and the fight will take place the 19th in las vegas now we take it to san San francisco las vegas now we go to santa monica california and bring in the godfather larry merchant larry very good morning to you sir and back
10: at you pedro
3: Wow, Adrian Broner, of course, um, if he's disciplined, he's the bigger guy. Maybe he would have some advantages here, but you really can't offset the the speed of Manny Paco. But will he still have that speed against a fast guy like Broner?
10: Um, Well, I guess you've laid it out. Um, Both of them are ideal opponents for each other. It's the way I look at it. Um, Broner... uh, uh, has lost his punch authority uh, since he moved up from uh, the lower weights, mm-hmm. whereas Pacquiao has maintained his punch authority as he moved up. And yet the age factor is there. The motivation for both of them is there. Uh, Broner, who uh, comes to you, uh, could come right into Pacquiao's left hand. Um uh, Pacquiao might be uh, vulnerable and in, into pressure. Um, you you pays your money and you takes your choice.
3: Interesting. Of course, talking about Broner and Pacquiao going down the 19th in Las Vegas on Showtime pay-per-view. Is this the first time that Manny's not fought on either HBO
10: or ESPN?
3: Uh, I mean the first time with Showtime, right? Maybe.
10: Uh, I know we did all of his fights. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, he was a late substitute um in Cincinnati against um I forget Le- who
3: lebed ledbedev we can't even say his name it was t- it was hard to say let remember he was he was an African guy he had a hard first name and even a harder last name
10: well nobody was a good fighter and uh, <laughs> yeah. and suddenly it looked like uh a storm had come over the Pacific Ocean in the the form of this quick little guy with this great straight left hand. And the next time, my recollection, uh, Pedro, is that the next time that he fought uh, was on the undercard of uh, uh, Tyson Lewis in Memphis.
6: Hmm.
10: Because I remember talking to some of the British a sports writer I had known for a long time and said, watch this little kid uh, before the main event. And um, then he started to fight the, the Mexican featherweights, and he joined that party. And um, it was uh, a successful run for him with the... the with those fights and uh, that, made him a phenomenon.
3: That drill in Barrera though, it, it caught it caught all of us off guard. I mean, even though he he come up come up from 122 pounds, it was blazing he had that great left hand. Listen, that we really didn't think that Marco Antonio Barrera considered like the best pound for pound at that time, or one of them, the top three that he would like, get get annihilated by Manny Pacquiao.
10: That is true, and 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 um, that's when the featherweights <laughs> were the biggest, the, the, the big little men of boxing, they, they had There were no heavyweights that had, uh, captured the attention and the, uh, expectations of the featherweights. And, um, it all came together with, uh, uh with, uh, Prince Nassim, mm-hmm. uh, joining the party. And, um, it was the best era of featherweights I can recall.
3: Godfather, he was getting between eight and ten million bucks a country down in the Middle East to air his fights on television. His brother told me that. I said, Do "Run that by me again." He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Saudi Arabia is giving us eight point five million. Qatar is giving us this. Qatar. I mean, holy cow!" So he was making like a close to one hundred million dollars outside of what he was making on HBO.
10: Well, I never heard those numbers, but uh, it just makes me wonder more. Um, where did the money go? <laughs> but, hey, he ate it. He did, well, that's
3: pretty obvious. He ate all that money. Did you see him? Have you seen him lately? He weighs 265 pounds.
10: Wait a minute. Who are we talking Prince
3: about? Prince Nassim Ahmed. Prince Nassim, the one-time featherweight oh, champion, okay. he was like 260.
10: Right, because he was... He was uh, um, a British star whose origins, if I recall, were Pakistan.
3: Right, Pakistan, I believe, and
10: uh, became an international phenomenon, just in a, in a way that uh, Pacquiao did. But he couldn't; he didn't have the personality and the character to sustain it the way Pacquiao did. He didn't like to get hit, and when he started getting <laughs> hit, uh, he started losing interest and. Um, Became a different person and had problems outside the ring, whereas Manny's a, a senator in the, the Philippines. So it all, uh, um, uh, the personal story. Freeze stories. that thought,
3: Godfather, I'm running up on a heartbreak. Hold on. We're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Larry Richards, our guest. This is the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.
7: That's 800-570-9631.
5: Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the Sports Talk host I can talk about all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury for my football playing days, and anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800 428 1570. Agents are standing by 24 7. So go ahead and call now. 800 428
9: 1570.
3: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
1: I'm just ready to get it on and crush this guy's
7: skull.
3: Larry Merchant's in the house. Well, it's a Hall of Famer himself, retired HBO godfather. Of course, I've got some texts for Larry. I've got to ask him to answer, of course. Larry, get some texts during the week because these shows run delayed on a several internet platforms. And Mario from Las Vegas is on KSHP. They call it K Shop, 1400 AM. He wants to know Then, in your entire career, were there any times when you were intimidated to the point where you didn't
10: ask somebody a question? Um. Maybe I didn't ask myself a question, but (laughs) prize fighters and and uh, other um, fight people know.
3: I remember a couple of times being, I remember a couple of times asking, asking, interviewing Tyson and being apprehensive. In other words, like not, you know, just, just he, he was. I, on him, around him, I was on pins and needles. Did you, in the HBO days when he was on HBO, were you on pins and needles around that guy?
10: Um, not a, certainly, not really. Look, I, I've done my job. I've done thousands of interviews across a long period of time. Not everybody loved me, um, but those who would want to be interviewed and get their their feelings and their points of view across. Um, they know I would, I would be, I might be tough, but I might be, but I would be, try to be fair in the short time you have to do an interview, particularly after a fight. But, uh, um, no, I, I always thought that was, that was my job and I was curious about the story and I wanted to know why, what happened happened and, and so on. Um, you know, once Bernard Hopkins and I got into it in a very serious back and forth at a, what we call the fighter meetings, in which on uh, Fridays um, the HBO team would get together with the, 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 the top fighters. Yeah. And uh, Bernard um, put down Emmanuel Stewart. He called him an Uncle Tom. And I stood up and I said, I'm not going to sit here and let you insult my colleagues and friends. And he let out with an expletive. And I went right back at him. And we had about a half a dozen of them. And I just got up and walked out along with the rest of the HBO team. And I didn't know what was going to happen that night. And um, I don't remember what the fight was. uh, But afterwards... Uh, it might have been one of the, the two fights he lost to uh, Jermaine what Taylor. Was the name of the middleweight from Arkansas. J- Jermaine Taylor. Yes. And um, I had asked him because he said, well, I can tell you 10 things he does wrong. And I had asked him that meeting. Okay, but what about his youth and his energy and his speed and so on? And he got angry because he hadn't really considered that. And that led to this whole back and forth. Um, but after the fight, I interviewed Hopkins. Hopkins was a great guy to interview, um, except sometimes he went, he, he went on for so long, you never got a chance <laughs> to ask the follow-up question. But he said at the end of the interview in the ring, after all of this, after, after losing the, the fighter meeting and then losing the in fight. the ring, yeah. he said to me, Larry... We got to take this show on the road. Yeah, he—he, he he, you know, I've had some fun around him, and then,
3: of course, there was a time in Las Vegas where I ordered up all that food for him at the buffet, and we—we uh, we all like got together. It was like fifteen of us at a table, and he didn't want to leave a tip, and I had to tell—I told him, Bernard, you have to leave a tip, and he said, No, no, man, they're getting paid. I said, No, 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 Bernard, they're not really getting paid. Oh,
10: well, it's an interesting observation, uh, Pedro, because there have been a number of fighters who. They, they came from places where they couldn't afford to go out to eat. Mm-hmm. They didn't really know how the system works. And when they made money and so many people were trying to get a piece of it, um, they didn't get that. And I've heard uh, variations on this story uh, for a long time. <laughs> I but I I I was taken aback
3: by it because you know I having grown up in the service industry my my uncle ran a barber college I cut hair for a couple of years prior to the police department so I know what that service industry is all about so tips are tips are, are your livelihood no doubt about that now Terrence Crawford of course the unbeaten Wb one hundred forty seven pound champion now thirty four out at Omaha Nebraska the boxing hotbed that it is taking on um, have they got an opponent set in stone yet for him is it Amir Khan.
10: I don't know, uh, Pedro. Um, uh, that's what they, that's what they're leaning towards. Well, uh, Amir Khan is a name now, not a not a real uh, serious opponent. Uh, but it's a money making proposition, and I assume they're trying to build to a place where um, uh, Crawford gets to fight a Spence or. Uh, one of the other elite welterweights, and make some uh, serious money. Um, and that's just the nature of the game.
3: You, you know, we talked a couple years ago, and I, I talked about the risk of moving up in weight, and you said, look, this is a fight game, and that's the way it goes. Kell Brook moved up in weight and got his face broken by Janani Golovkin, and that wasn't pretty. He hasn't been the same since. Um, and Mikey Garcia is moving up to 147 pounds to fight a guy that's like a middleweight coming down to 147 pounds, in Earl Spence, the aforementioned Earl Spence, both undefeated. Yikes, that that looks like a train wreck, and, and, and it looks like, like Mikey Garcia's like the deer on the tracks.
10: You know, a lot of uh, people who are very savvy about boxing, mm-hmm. uh, like yourself, echo that thought to me. Uh, I had dinner last week with a, an old friend who had once managed a few fighters, and he said, I'd never make that fight. And I get it. You know, it's a dangerous, dangerous fight for an elite fighter who is gonna be outsized by another elite fighter. Um at the same time, uh I recall Pacquiao and uh De La Hoya. Yeah. Okay? And uh, and I was saying to myself at the time, well, what if Pacquiao is the modern, a modern version of, of Henry Armstrong? What if he's that good that uh, because of his quickness, because of his left-handed uh, punching style, that, that he could do this? And he took the shot. And we all remember what happened. Yeah, now, but, but God, God, hold whole
3: time that, out, Godfather, hold on, time out. Oscar was an old man at the time. He hadn't made 147 pounds in a long time. And, you know, that, that basically was making that weight. He hadn't been, I think he hadn't been 147 pounds like six or seven years. Uh, you are correct.
10: But at that time,
3: mm-hmm. Pedro, yes, ma'am. Yes, it sir, was I mean.
10: considered a mismatch. In Oscar's favor.
3: True, that's right.
10: Um, and we could fairly say that uh, beside his skill and quickness that uh, Pacquiao exposed the fact that Delioia had uh, been well past his prime. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, it is a different scenario. Every fight is different in, in one way or another. Um, but I am uh, a major fan of Garcia. I salute him for uh, taking this risk, which not incidentally will earn him more money than he's ever made before by far. Uh, and that if he can't handle the bigger guy... Then he can't handle him, and um, he'll go out quietly into the good night. Uh, But maybe he surprises us in a loss or even a win by making a good fight out of it. Uh, Losing, he can still uh, go down in in weight and and fight uh, uh, Lomachenko, another big fight. I think I want to see that fight, and if any fight fan wants to see it, no matter what our reservations are, no doubt about it. But
3: shouldn't that be shouldn't that fight be before the Spence fight? I mean, the Spence fight is like no, no, because
10: because this way, because professional prize fighting, like being like being a doctor or and having any other profession, is also a business. Yeah, and if he can get two bites of the apple. Going up and fighting the big man, and if he happens to lose, he just lost to a bigger, stronger, younger guy. And then he can go and try Lomachenko. Um, if you go to Lomachenko, you might lose and never get an opportunity to fight a big-money fight like the Spence fight. Good so point. I I am in total support of what Garcia is trying.
3: Good. All right, good point. Um, Uh, Alvin from Motown, Detroit, says that Sugar Ray was a big tipper. Sugar Ray Robinson, was he a big tipper, Godfather? Uh,
10: It wouldn't surprise me. Um, uh, He had a, you know, he owned a club in Harlem. Yeah, he did, yep. uh, So he knew what service people were. He had his own private barber, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) And and yes, I could imagine that at that time in that place and in his life, um, in 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 the in the the jazz world that he grew up in, that he knew about tipping.
8: Okay,
3: Larry's going to stick around. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live on Sports Byline. Are we right? You going to run the Walmart? (laughs) Five thirty. decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent, sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization.
10: Well, that's a
1: change in society today. And that's uh, it's a lot of, you know, we could get into that. we go into a million things, even though to watch so many of shows. I mean, it's nothing but stuff, whether it's the crime scene or this and that, as always, the TV show is cutting up the body. Somebody's finding the body decomposed and all of this. It. That's a society right now. they just totally out of focus. Excessive sets excessive of violence, excessive sets excessive of sex on TV and the music and the, and the theaters. I mean, it's just a, and uh, the sports, zone, the only thing that they can relate to, which they see most, is, is basketball and football, mainly basketball. And that's what the kids are most part of doing, especially the uh, black kids. And it's normal. You want to go into something, what you see, you don't even see all the amateur boxing on TVs. A lot of people see something, that's what they want to be involved with, but they don't even see that anymore.
4: Can't pass the people, can't pass
1: the hitmen. Now, more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
3: Before we go back to the godfather, Larry Merchant, that was a Goldfather, father, Emmanuel Stewart. Some consider him one of the uh, probably, the, possibly the greatest trainer of all time. I'm going to run some, some uh, guys that he made into world champions, like from the amateurs Jimmy Paul, Milton McCrory, Hilmer Kenty, Tommy Hearns, Mike McCallum, he had early on, uh, but Mike was from Jamaica. Uh, Gerald McCullen. Wow, I can keep going. Was he like the, Godfather, was he the Barry Gordian? They, they were both from Detroit, but he was like the Barry Gordian of boxing. He had like a, a
10: conveyor belt. Uh, well, you're right. Um, he rediscovered uh, the roots of boxing in Detroit. Going back to Joe Lewis, uh, Sugar Ray Robinson was born in, uh, Detroit uh, moved with his family to New York when he was about, I don't know, 10, 11 years old. Uh, Detroit was a big boxing town uh, back in the 30s and 40s, um, and somehow uh, it um, got lost in the in in, the, in in the wreckage of all the new things going on. But uh, there were still kids there who were desperate enough to try to better themselves, and uh, M- Emmanuel had the smarts not just about boxing, not just about being a cornerman, but somehow organizing all of that as well. And that's what makes him uh, so distinctive. Uh, you don't find many... Uh, um, people who, who had talents most, uh, in all of those areas. You know, and Plus, he had a good
3: right hand in Apprentice Bird, his vice president there, working with talent. I mean, those two guys put it together. And, of course, Emmanuel Stewart, the Goldfather, passed in 2013, um, colon cancer, I believe, was the cause of death there. I remember him, t- him texting me about two weeks before his passing and saying, I'm in a tough fight right now, but I'll call you in a couple of days. And I never got the call. But yeah, was-
10: well, he was a Golden Glove champion. Out of West Virginia in his youth. Godfather,
3: he was a national golden glove champion. He wasn't the golden glove champion, he was the United
10: States golden glove champion. Well, that's what I thought I said, but maybe I did. not Well, no, the a-
3: <laughs> you know, the, well, take it back. What, what I'm trying to say is it was the AAU championships and that was like, whoa. That was like, that was like that yeah, was a big deal. Yeah, it was a huge deal outside of the Olympics, the AAU AAU title you was You know like,
10: one of the impressive things about Emmanuel is he really loved prize fighting so much that even when he had elite fighters like Tommy Hearns Mm -hmm. and the others you mentioned who were fighting. He still would, would get in a wagon and drive eight kids to some boxing match hundreds of miles away on weekends when he didn't have his national stars fighting. He just loved every part of it.
3: You know, having been having got to spend some time with him in there, we did shows at the old Pontiac Superdome, I think, which was the home of the Detroit Lions at one point in time. That place has been raised. Cobo Hall, Joe Louis Arena. I mean, Detroit was Detroit was a boxing high bid there in the course of the 90s and the 80s, but Emmanuel brought it back to life, and I think you, you've got a good point there, but— did anybody else? Has anybody else in the past quarter century, in the past, in, in boxing's history, went into one city and like drawn all kinds of talent out in the matter of like? Eight I or 10 can't. Years? I
10: can't think of anybody because that takes organizational ability, uh, that takes passion. Um, I mean, he had several fighters who, from time to time, would actually live in his house. Yeah, uh, he cared about these kids and. You know, when when Hearns became this international star and a, a powerhouse, um, um, it created, it, it. you know, suddenly there were a lot of kids out there who who wanted to be Tommy Hearns.
3: Yeah, well, you know, there was a kid from uh, Detroit. His name was Octavio Lara. He was an outstanding profession, an amateur, the uh, United States Golden Glove champion, and Emmanuel brought him everywhere. He was like Emmanuel's... Teddy bear's right hand, everyone, Emmanuel, the kid was there, okay, everywhere. So Emmanuel had all these high hopes for him, everything. And then along came girls, and girls sort of derailed his career. Is, is, did you ever heard of that before, Godfather, a woman ruining a
10: fighter's career? Oh, never.
3: <laughs> I, neither have I. I mean, this, this
10: was news to me. You know, <laughs> one thing, one other thing that, that uh, Emmanuel did um, was that uh, he rewired um, Lennox Lewis. And Klitschko. And Klitschko, yeah. You know, I mean, two formidable uh, champions. Um, uh, and and he showed them how to use their, si- their s- super heavyweight size to be successful.
3: You know, of all the... <laughs> I'm laughing because Emmanuel and I were on the phone one night. He's in Monterey, Mexico. I don't know why this came to my mind, but he just did He's in Monterey, Mexico, working Julio Cesar Chavez's corner. And he says, Pedro, I'm having a hard time figuring out which one is Julio's wife and which one is Julio's girlfriend. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, well, he's got one on the second floor and one on the fourth floor. And I said, where is he at? He goes, he's on the 10th floor.
10: <laughs> well, Ali was uh, uh, in that position more than once, uh, traveling around with his wife and his girlfriend. W- wife and girlfriend? Not at the same. Not not side by side by side. In the, <laughs> but um, the, uh, yes, <laughs> you know he's told me.
3: He told me a lot of stuff that you know that 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 happened before and after fights. I cornered him on things and some things he didn't want to talk about. But I asked him one time, had he? And I guess some of us will talk about this. Had he ever had sex before a fight? And he said no, but I had the other. I said, "What was the other?" And he says, "You know, like Bill Clinton." I said, "Oh, oh, Monica Lewinsky." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He goes, "Lola Falana." I said, "You're going to name her?" He goes, "Lola Falana before the Frazier fight." He goes, "I blame her for Joe, Joe Frazier knocking me down." And he laughed.
10: <laughs> well, the only guy I I Leroy Neiman, the famous artist, yeah, who did a lot of posters of boxers and was um, very popular in his time, Playboy magazine and so forth, and depicting the, the high life. Uh, he's the only guy I ever knew who lived with his wife and his mistress.
3: Well, that, you know what? Then, then That guy deserves a lot more props than, than I gave him, because I used well, to see I'm him not, all the time. I'm, and...
10: not, I'm not celebrating <laughs> it, but I'm just telling you it as a fact because it shocked me when I first saw it. <laughs>
3: Lee Newman, Mr. Sports Illustrated, he did all the major, he did like the major drawings, I think he did Ali Holmes as far as the poster was concerned. <clears throat> he did a lot of stuff in boxing, No doubt about that, one of the great artists. Um, wow, that brought back some memories right there. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, you're inside looking to the world of boxing, the MMA. Um, Godfather, Any has anything uh, cleared itself as far as this trilogy and the heavyweight, this this, this Triact trifecta in the, in the heavyweight division, meaning uh, not Joshua know Wilder I have, Fury.
10: No of, but the, you know, it's almost like we're still in the in the holiday period, uh, and maybe there'll be some uh, serious negotiations, um, in the next few weeks, and we'll get an idea of who who wants to fight who and uh, what what the money uh, is making them uh, do, and uh, so on and so forth.
3: Time to put you on the spot, Godfather. Is there going to be some serious uh, negotiations regarding this, the uh, opening the government and giving people food stamps and that kind of good stuff and checks for federal workers? Was that going to happen?
10: Uh, you know, the pressure may, may produce some um, uh, changes and, and uh, taking care of certain situations. Um, particularly in in the courts where where it's going to be clogged, but but uh, this is uh, I, I try to read up on everything I can about it, and and, and uh, I, I don't know how um, personal and um, this has gotten, and uh, how that uh, breaks into uh, into this thing that. Uh, May go on and on for a while, and, uh, and until uh, uh, Congress people uh, start putting pressure on everybody to uh, make some accommodations.
3: You know, um, I, I, all right, I'll say it. The the, the president was called. One of the, some some rookie congresswoman called said she was going to impeach the MF. But you know, and and, and and the right got upset, and the president got upset. But he was the guy that called the Chinese MFs, and and that was on a stage in, in Las Vegas a few months back. So what's up with this guy? I mean, he is the 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 king of hypocrisy. That's I can't say no more.
10: Well, you're correct. But when a new uh, Congress comes in and a celebrated uh, member of all of the uh, group of women who have uh, suddenly invaded the Congress um, says something inflammatory like that, it's going to get some notice. I don't know if it lingers. Both sides have uh, have been—have used— some uh, language that we don't ordinarily expect from uh, our public uh, figures.
3: But, Godfather, in the, history of, in the history of the world, I'm not putting anybody down in particular, but white men have, me- have mucked this place up. Let's let's give the women a chance.
10: They're getting the chance. <laughs> they I, made the chance.
3: They made the chance. Uh, they did. And, of course, you know what motivated him to run, right, was the president himself. He probably doesn't realize that, but he, is, he was a great motivator.
10: Well, day one didn't they have that that huge rally the day after his inauguration or the day of? Well, no, you mean you mean that was we mean the inauguration
3: had six million people at it. Is that what <laughs> is that the one you're talking about? The biggest inauguration of all time, the most watched inauguration of well, all time. Five
10: million of them happened to ha, happened to be, happened to be uh, marching. Uh, Against the president, you know, it's right.
3: pretty—it's it's pretty funny. we sort of miss the comedy of Sean Spicer because this, the lady that's in the in the White House working in that role now, Miss uh, Sanders, is a um, is real. She's she, Godfather. If she was in pro wrestling. She'd be the most hated villain in the world.
10: Well, uh, that may be the way she's going, and um, there are a lot of villains, and maybe there'll be some heroes. Emerging and uh, and some of those heroes like Nancy Pelosi will be um, formidable, smart, and uh, women.
3: The world, according to Larry Merchant, Godfather, say hi to the Godmama for
10: me. Thank you, Pedro, and back at you. And thank you for having me on your show.
3: The great folks, Larry Merchant, Hall of Famer, HBO retired Godfather. What can I say? I love it when he's around. No doubt about that. Of course, you're tuned to the mighty. Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Ring Talk Live Worldwide, open phone lines all around this planet. Join me if you like, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. And, of course, this is the hot number, the, no, the guilt-free, no-commitment text line, the studio text line. 415 275 1613. The studio text line, once again, 415 275 1613. You're tuning the Rink Talk live on Sports Byline. Scott Cuddy, take it away. Baba don't, baba baba
4: take no
1: Call the Debt Helpline
7: now. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's
6: 800-957-6063 Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
3: The horns of the mighty Tower of Power. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35 years of radio history, folks. I am reigning the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio race course. Coming to you live from the Sports Byline Studios Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. Pacific time, that's 2 p.m. Eastern time, right here on the Mighty Force Byline broadcast. Network. Some upcoming USC action. Of course, we'll hear Amanda Nunes in hour number two. But straight up, man, the fight of the year, I think, and it's only like one one card into the year. I'm talking about Henry Kudel, the world flyweight champion. People didn't think he could beat uh, Demetrius Johnson. Of course, the Mighty Mouse, the, the reigning world flyweight champion, the longest reigning USC champion in history. The guy that had all those numbers, all those defenses. Why the line was. Henry Kuda took him down, took him out, beat him over five rounds. I mean, it was, a, it was an upset in the minds of many, but not in the, up, not in the minds of this, this uh, handicapper because I thought that, that he was a, a solid, solid guy going here. I mean, let's be honest. 2008 Olympic gold medalist as a wrestler. Fought Demetrius Johnson once, but he only had two fights going into the USC, and he was real green on uh, experience. And they called him at the last minute. They don't call you at the last minute to win fights, not unless you're Manny Pacquiao and you pull off the upset of the century. Okay, but no, no, no. When they call you at the last minute, usually you're not training up to snuff, and you come in and you take a good payday and you lose. But Henry Kudo, the world flyweight champion, taking on the world bantamweight champion. Talk about T.J. Dillashaw, the man that dethroned that long-reigning Brazilian champion, Renan Barreo. Of course, Barreo hadn't lost like 33 fights. He was like 34 and 1, something like that. And then TJ just thrashed him, not once but twice. But he's coming down from 135 pounds to 125 pounds. Now, I don't know if he's being castrated or cutting off a leg or whatever he's doing, but losing 10 pounds on top of a he was already a skinny guy to begin with. The weight cut is going to be the key to this fight as far as TJ Dillashaw's performance is concerned. Henry Kudo, just doing his thing, at 125. I think he's a winner here. But TJ, listen, size matters in two things pornography and combat sports. This is combat sports. You are tuned to Ring Talk, live worldwide, coming to you from the Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco, California. This is hour number one of two on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Coming up in hour number two, we'll hear some Ali clips and I'll take you back uh, in time. History of the 70s. But wait, wait, I'm not done. We're bringing the great Johnny Signor as well. Hour number two of Ring Talk still to come on Sports Byline. I love you so.